Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Johnny Mac with your daily comedy news. So as I do the show day in, day out, I know some names, some things work better than others. Like I've been sitting on this thing about John Mulaney's wife. I know that's going to do well. I'm sitting on this thing about Bill Burr. I know it's going to do well. But it's just an embarrassment of riches. I want to get back to Dan Harmon because my number one thing for living is whether or not there's going to be a community movie. And he kind of answered it. I'll get to that in a second. But a couple quick jokes. Conan O'Brien said, I dream of a day when space travel is available not only to billionaires, but to any person with a net worth over $500 million. And Conan, now that I'm out of late night, I'm going to start pitching sitcoms. So far, I've got something with friends in a place. All right. Dan Harmon spoke to Vulture on the Good One podcast. It is a great listen. You should listen to it. I listened to it at the beach over the weekend and hung on every word. Vulture said, we last spoke about the community reunion at Vulture Festival, and I brought up the idea of a community movie, and everybody was like, sure, I'd do it. But I want to frame it a little differently. Assuming Donald Glover says yes, what are the conceptual or formal issues that would make it difficult to do? Why do you think it could be bad? And I think Dan Horman nailed this answer. I'm going to go slow here because I love community, and I thought his answer was awesome. Dan Horman said, You'd have to ask yourself, what tail's wagging what dog? Because if you're going to do a reunion movie, you're doing it obviously to service fans of the show. So now you look at the X-Files movie and you say, did they do that right or did they do that wrong? And my conclusion about the X-Files movie was, I don't think they did it right or wrong. I would have hated to write that movie because in an X-File movie, you'd have to answer questions. Here's the biggest philosophical question. Are you supposed to service a mythical new viewer... The obvious, dogmatic, practical, off-the-street answer is like, no, you don't. It's fan service. Why would there be a community movie? Who do you think's going to walk in off the street and buy popcorn and sit and watch a community movie like that? They deserve to be punished. Why are they doing that? Saying that that person doesn't exist is a lot different from asking yourself structurally if you're supposed to design the movie for them, because there's a new viewer inside all of us. If every Marvel movie started with inside references to all 90 other Marvel movies, even if you'd seen all of them, even if on one level you'd be like, this is the greatest Marvel movie ever because all the movies are in here, I think that part of your brain would be going, yeah, but it's kind of not a good movie for that reason. It's just speaking in gibberish. What does this mean? I exist in that camp like you. Formalistically, you owe a movie that I think that fans can not only enjoy, but they can stand back and go, you know, the crazy thing about this community movie is that if you didn't know there was a show, this is an insanely good movie. There's a reason to watch it and then definitely watch the series because now you're like, holy crap, I don't know if that's arrogance, pretentiousness, responsibility, self-depreciation, torture. I can't get myself out of that camp. Yes, there will be inside baseball. Yes, there will be fan service, but it has to be couched in. If history is any teacher, what I'll try to do is solve all those problems and I'll end up making a big plate of self-indulgent spaghetti that only five people love. And then the other thing is, and maybe this falls into that, but per the Russo brothers, per Justin Lin, who directed the paintball episode and the Halloween episode, people will stop these guys in the street and demand a community movie in spite of their work on Fast and the Furious and at Marvel. What they always say to those guys is, so if you did a movie, it has to be paintball, right? 
that kind of weighs on you because I know that sounds like a great idea, but do you really want to see a community reunion movie that also has to do this committed irony to an entire genre of like we're shooting paintballs and paintballs are like bullets? Don't you remember that we did two sequels to paintball episodes and beyond the initial hard hitting classic Emmy worthy, not Emmy getting irony of doing a paintball episode of a sitcom. Do you actually want there to be a level of groundedness to this part, too? This is so thoughtful. Dan Harmon continued. Do you want to see these people play dress up in their old outfits and come in and go, look at me, meet me, moop, moop, look what I used to do. Yes, to some degree, no to some degree. And contrary to that. Do you want to see these people not doing that and coming in in pantsuits and going, I'm an adult now. Remember when we did this? Is there a way to provide a little bit of all of it for everybody and come out the other side with everybody going, wow, that is like everything I didn't know I wanted from a community reunion. Walter asks, what are the next steps? Is it just like once a day you meditate on it? Dan Harmon said, I have never done anything for free. Vulture, like you need a deadline that's with a check. Dan, yeah. I started writing to keep my parents from hitting me and now only write to feel valid. But the upside of this is, yes, at least once a week, I'm thinking about it because the gears are turning. There is a thing happening. Logistically, the locks are coming away and the only problems are becoming the creative ones, which is great because I love those problems. I love having these conversations and they're being had. All right. I have spent a lot of time thinking about the community movie. There are some issues. Such as, Annie went away to work in the FBI and Abed got a job. So why are they back in Greendale? Why are they back in town? When we last saw the gang, Jeff had kind of started hanging out with a new gang that included Frankie, Britta, the Dean, and Chang. So are we just going to not have Frankie? Are we going to have Frankie be a big part of this? Are we going to bring back Elroy? Are we going to bring back Hickey? Now, presumably, the impetus for the union would be that Donald Glover's Troy is back in Greendale for some reason, which you could see making Abed come back. Would Annie come back? She's an adult now in the FBI. Is she coming back for this? So, yeah, I, I think Dan Harmon is doing a great job being thoughtful about this. You can't just do like, oh, it's our 10 year anniversary. We're back in town. That seems a little lame. Anyway, six seasons in a movie. I cannot wait. From Deadline, the comedy store is hosting a Names Night event on July 25th in honor of its upcoming 50th anniversary. The 50th anniversary is April 7th, 2022, but why not? Let's have a party on July 25th, 2021. Why? It would have been Iconic Club owner Mitzi Shore's 91st birthday. This event will start a long series of events to be announced leading up to the 50th. Names Night is when the comedy store celebrates the tradition of becoming a paid regular. Becoming a paid regular is a long-standing tradition at the comedy store. It means you've reached the pinnacle of what it means to be a stand-up comedian, and becoming a paid regular means you get your name written on the wall on the iconic building on Sunset. Your name on the wall is likened to being enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Each year, on or around Shore's birthday for the last 10 years, the new class of paid regulars or those who've been passed get their names painted on the wall. Due to COVID, they didn't do it in 2020. The main room this year will be hosted by Jeff Ross and a couple comics from each decade that will be performing and talking to Jeff Ross. They'll also do a tribute to Danny Lucas, the in-house sound engineer for the last 20 plus years. 100% of all ticket sales go to the Comedy Store Family Fund. Today's Daily Comedy News is brought to you by the Endgame Content Podcast. Told you about these guys last week. They self-describe as idiots. You guys aren't idiots. You guys are cool. Endgame Content is a podcast where four idiots talk about things they think they know about. They talk about gaming-related stuff for the most part, but it tends to derail into other topics. 
I can relate. That tends to happen here on this podcast. We are kindred spirits. They're also running a D&D campaign. Let's check in on this. The newest episode, Dungeons and Doofuses Episode 4, Digging for That Gold. Is that a snot pun? Is that a booger pun? Hope not. The description. So everybody out here digging for gold, eh? Might as well take a look at the map. With much digging, the gang stumbles upon some culty stuff. Let's see where this goes, I guess. You know, it's funny that they're doing gold digging because last night I was watching Treasure of the Sierra Madre. I'm on a Humphrey Bogart kick, which has nothing to do with this podcast at all. Like them, I tend to go off on tangents. You know the four guys, Greg, Corey, Adrian, and Mac. Who's my favorite? Mac. Podcasts and D&D are uploaded bi-weekly, so there's something new each week. Typically, an episode will come out on Saturday. All the episodes live-streamed on Twitch. You'll want to check out Endgame content on Twitch or Spotify. We'll find out what happened with the gold next week. Stay tuned. Endgame content, Spotify, Twitch, do it. They sponsor today's Daily Comedy News. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Now, let me ask you, what would you do if you had, like, infinite time. I don't know about you. Every day I'm like, oh, wow, I could have gotten to this. I could have gotten to that. And it's important to figure out, like, what are your priorities? I really prioritize my health and make sure I find time to run. I sign up for races. I got advice from a friend who said, you don't train for the race, you race for the training, which was great advice. In the last six months or so, I've really started to focus on my mental health. I've shared lightly on and off here. My mom's been sick for four years. Uh, she came off dialysis. The clock's always running on that. I'm going to get a bad phone call one day and that can you know, really stress you out. So I'd, I'd go out for these long runs just to clear my head. So figure out what's important to you, make it a priority, and therapy can help you figure out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know, Be the best version of yourself. It doesn't have to be that you've gone through a major trauma. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. You know, you got to say no to things sometimes. Uh, I've got awesome friends. I shared with some of my friends some of the struggles I was going through with, and everyone was like, yeah, cool, man. We got your back. Great friends. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DCN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DCN. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DCN today to get 10% off your first month. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From GadgetsAfrica.com, say it with me, your home for comedy news. We were told that by 2021... We would have self-driving cars and robots that could do anything. Well, we're slowly getting there. Netflix is chiming in by getting bots to write and perform stand-up comedy. That's right. Netflix is doing this on their YouTube channel. Netflix is a joke. It was curated by the world's most advanced algorithm and a depressed yet lovable cartoon horse. Netflix worked with Keaton Patty to make a bot watch over 400,000 hours of stand-up comedy. There's only 168 hours in a week. How long is the wait? I, I wait, what? 400,000 divided by 168 hours in a week is 2,380 weeks. 
So if I divide 2,380 by 52, that's nearly 46 years, which means Netflix has been working on this project since 1975. Something is suspicious here. We are in Bob's Burgers territory. Netflix, if the bot watched over 400,000 hours of stand-up comedy, it means it started in 1975. Is the bot watching stand-up comedy at double speed? It still started 20 years ago. Very suspicious, but we digress. The bot makes political jokes, family jokes, and was even able to roast one of the members of the audience. The bot is even able to conjure up some impression jokes. They are leaning towards the dad joke side, but the writer says, I found this one hilarious. I'm going to do it as half-ass Jeff Foxworthy impression. I don't know why. That's just how I feel like doing it. Here is my impression of a microwave. Beep, beep. I'm a microwave. Beep, beep. I dropped out of oven college. Beep. It's actually kind of funny as half-ass Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> the knock-knock jokes are still terrible, though. However, it got dinosaur jokes down pat. Here's another joke. Dinosaurs are crazy weird, right? How did they survive without credit cards? I guess they didn't. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> All right. That's your comedy news for today. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or you might be a redneck podcast. See you tomorrow. Each week on the new podcast, The Top 11, we pick a theme and give you the top 11. This week, it's the top 11 events of the Roman Empire. The Colosseum is a very impressive piece of architecture and engineering, but did it make the list? Find out which Roman Empire event is number one. Follow the top 11 wherever you get your podcasts. This week on Murder Weekly, dive deep into the heart of 1984 Miami, where a chilling murder sets Detective Mick Reyes on a pulse-pounding chase through the luxurious shadows and the deep, dark world of black market art. Amidst the city's neon-lit decadence and a killer hiding in plain sight, follow Murder Weekly and experience a thriller that blurs the line between beauty and horror, available wherever you get your podcasts.